When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I am here with the absolute center of my universe, Miss Elizabeth Diana Bilyeu. Wow, what is up, homie? full-named me. Full name, all of it in there, and I doubt we can see it on camera, but you got to respect the Christmas socks and the Christmas earrings, which I'm very, very impressed by. And if I wasn't um, leaving pretty much right after this to go film something, um, I too would be Christmased out. Well, I actually actually was, that's a lie because I wouldn't do it for this episode. But. Yeah, I was actually thinking about wearing. So I have a Christmas sweater that you made for me. Um, yes, that's a little misleading. That I decorated for you, yeah. I think, is more truthful. <laughs> so around Christmas season, we always try and find things that we can do that is unique to us and that just is just us spending time together. And we bought these sweaters that we designed for each other, and so oh, sorry, sweaters that we then decorated for yeah. each other. So um, I'm I'm thinking like maybe ease the audience in though to our crazy hardcore Christmas, Christmas madness. Yeah. yeah. So, but next week we are going to be in New York. Oh yeah. And we'll be doing it live from New York on our really yeah, that'll be fun on our yearly uh, Christmas New York trip that we yes. do where I get to sit on Santa's lap. Indeed. Truth. Indeed. Um. All right. Let's dig in. Michelle's got some cool stuff for us, by the All way. All right, shady old lady coming to the rescue. Yeah, I'm about it. So um, the last episode that we did, I asked her, would you rather? And we have the results. Yeah, nice. So um, it was, would you rather spend the holidays with in-laws that you hate or spend the holidays alone without your partner? Mm. And the results are in. It was 50-50. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually really surprised by that. I was really surprised too, but hmm. it was 50-50. Wow. So, well, there you have it. All right. So we've got another would you rather today. Yeah, I like these. These okay. are fun. Um, theoretically. Yes. We theoretically <laughs> have another would okay, you rather. Okay, here we go. All right, there we go. Um, okay, would you rather, would you rather have a successful partner you barely see mm-hmm. or a partner that works a nine to five that you see often? Oh, that's beyond easy for me. Go on. I would much rather see you and I'm making the assumption that you enjoy your nine to five, which I think is yeah. is fair because if you hated it, then just for that reason. But to me, there there's absolutely no substitute for time together, which you made me abundantly aware of in the early days of my entrepreneurial journey where I was just working so much mm-hmm. that it was really becoming detrimental. And so now while I probably work I actually don't think I work as much now as I did in the what? beginning. Do you think I do? Yes. Wow, that's interesting. I really yeah, that's I feel like because now I definitely prioritize our relationship on the weekend, whereas before I did not. And so while I still work on the weekends, I don't work like I used to. It used to be like if I'm awake, I'm either working or working out like twenty four seven. So wow, okay, this is fascinating because this I is, think, actually is really interesting. I think you work twice as much. Really? Now, because here's wow, the thing: that's you used, distressing. Well, here's the reason: you used to be gone, so when you were out, you were yeah. working. When you came home, you were hangout time. That's only sort of true. Like I remember, wow, he's normally so quiet. Um, I remember being up in the loft. A lot, a lot, a lot when I was doing affiliate marketing and really trying to learn that game. And all of that was after hours. None of that was at work. So I think you may be painting no, no. back oh, no, a little bit. I don't all right. Well, let's not derail okay, yeah. that. It's fascinating for you and I to continue that conversation. And the off funny camera, thing but is, you, but you want to know my answer? Definitely. I'd rather you be successful and see you less. That's interesting. Tell me why. Um, 
So I guess it's twofold. One, I you wouldn't be happy if you did Absolutely a nine to five. True. So I think that that really is the first, that was my initial response. Right? I know you so well that if you just lived a nine to five, you would be you wouldn't be you. And I think that obviously, like I find you very attractive. I'm very drawn to you. And a big thing is your ambition. And a big thing is that you want to be successful. Um, so yeah, I think that. I would choose that because I don't think you would be satisfied. So it's like if I get to spend more time with you, but you're actually less satisfied, you're more depressed. Um, you, I don't see that spark in your eye like that. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't feel good about that for your sake. So yeah, that is a very wise answer, and it's interesting because it doesn't sway my opinion mm. at all. Um, but you're so very right about me that yeah i i would be i need to be all in like getting into an obsession it was fun talking about this yesterday um on the i can't remember if i talked about it on the ama i definitely talked about it on the after impact um that we did for brendan burchard and like even talking about obsession I click into this mode of like getting so amped up and so energized and just really into it and that, that is very much my personality. My entire life, I've cultivated things that I get obsessed about, that I love. And this is interesting because I think this ties into the part of my personality that allows me to really get obsessed with something. I like to collect. And it's a, it's a very similar thing um, where you, you just go all in. You know the entire universe. You know like just that whole world, like whatever it is. Like when I was um, in film school and probably for three or four years after, I was collecting, in essence, the, the consumption or the knowledge of films. So I would watch seven films a week. And for anybody who thinks, oh, that's easy, try it. Try watching seven films a week. It, it is harder than it sounds, um, especially, and, and films. There's something about TV shows that makes them way more bingeable, but like seven films a week is hard to keep up with. You come home, excuse me, you come home during the week, like you're tired and you still got to clock one. And yeah, it was, it was pretty rough to keep up with, but I loved it. That sense of I've seen that and that and that and that and that and just on and on and on. And then when DVDs came out, even when we were broke, like all I would ever ask for, for birthdays, for Christmas, anniversary, anything, I wanted a DVD because I wanted that physical manifestation of my obsession. I'll stop there because the, the I irony sure is that I was could going. keep going. So just with bringing it back to what you were saying, yeah. like to understand how into things I get and I need that obsession in my wow. life. So and I think making that your job is so critical. So for you to say, oh, I'd rather you work a nine to five, I'm energized by obsessions. I get I passionate, I wanna talk about it. No, 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 I'm saying that's why oh, your answer oh, is so oh, oh. right on the money. Mm. Whereas for the reverse, you don't get sucked into things like that. It doesn't feed you energy. Mm -hmm. It's not like off camera, we're talking about things that you're obsessed with. Like, I mean, you're looking at me like you're not sure that that's true, but really think about it. When was the last time you just went off on something that you were just obsessed with? I think I do. Tell you? me. No, not at all. Really? Female Absolutely empowerment? Not. Yeah, but it's very important to you, incredibly meaningful for mm -hmm. you, but it's not an obsession. Mm -hmm. Which I don't think is necessarily bad, by the way. But I'm just saying that's how I'm wired. you think you would want me to be a nine to five because then when you have those moments of break, I'm there for you. Right? Depends because on like what you I'm, mean by there for me. To hang out, to spend time yeah. together. Because if I was super busy like you are, I mean, I am busy, but my schedule kind of revolves around you and the business. So when you have free time, I just make sure that I have free time. Um, do you think that makes a difference then? 100%. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. So I'm just going to repeat the question one more time. Please put in the comments below, would you rather, and I'm interested, and I'm, I know I say this a lot, but the responses of men versus the responses of mm. women. I'd love to see like what that, those results are. So would you rather have a successful partner you barely see or a partner that works nine to five that you see often? So drop there in the comments is. below people. All right. And that actually leads us to our kickoff question which is from Rohan Walla Walker from Facebook. Tom and Lisa, 
I'm in college and I'm really focused on doing well and achieving my academic goals in neuroscience and psych- and sociology. Wow. I have dated very sparingly before and has it has not worked out. I'm in school where people are very into the dating atmosphere and are attractive as hell. <laughs> I am tempted but not sure if I should try at dating at all for fear that it will interfere with the time that I am spending on my goals. Should I? What do you think? Um, it comes down to priorities. Like, I totally think that a relationship needs time. It needs effort. It needs um, attention. And depending on if you want to get in a serious relationship, I think it needs all of that. If you're just looking to just like have a fling and, you know, have your heart like flutter and go on cool dates, then I would say go for it. I would never let my ambition hold me to have those types of, you know, um, experiences. But I think, oh, God, this is tough. Because when I met you, we actually, the what drew me to you, and I think for you to me, is neither of us really were, like, taking it seriously. And I think that we were very honest because we weren't taking it seriously because we didn't have the fear of not, um, of, like, pushing the other person away. And so mm. it kind of just really came very organically. Um, but if I had to choose, if I was still in college, I would choose studying for sure. Um, and actually I remember dating a guy before you, the one long relationship that I had, and he was a bit of a, like, he had no ambition. He, um, didn't have a very good job. I mean, he literally would just like do everything he could to not work. And so I always thought to myself, like, I want to be the first female movie director to win an Academy Award. And here's this guy that I love, but he has no ambition, he has no drive. And I told myself at that time, I'm never going to let him get in the way of that. Even though my heart, like, I really did think I loved him at the time. Um, I wasn't going to let that in, um, affect my future goal. So... I would try dating and I would go and see like if there's somebody that's right that actually loves me for being ambition that actually loves me for wanting a career and then see if I can make that work but if I kept feeling like it was always drawing me away from it because my personality was I kept like every time you fall for a guy you basically let everything else go then I would just know ask myself that question like can I actually do both and if I can't I would choose my career. It's interesting to think of them as uh, mutually exclusive, which they have not been in my life. Um, but it's probably important for me to acknowledge that I never went out and like dated, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't big on that. I didn't chase it. You came into the school that I was teaching at. Um, so I wasn't like going out to bars and clubs and stuff like that. So if you hadn't come into my life like that, and when you came into my life, I actively was saying, I'm not going to get married. And I really was obsessed with my career and pushing that forward. And, um, it, it was, and, and just like full disclosure, this was an example of nature making sure that it gets what it wants. So it was my desire for sex that really made me open to the possibility of meeting people. And so meeting you, it was like, hey, she's legally obligated to leave the country. She's a foreigner. This is fantastic. It'll be a nice fun fling and then you'll leave. And I didn't expect to be captured by you so completely. And in then really falling for you and and you're the only woman that I've ever been in love with, in getting into that and being so like, this is amazing. And this is really making my life better. It was like never even a thought to go, oh, I I need to push her aside so that I can go pursue this thing that I love. It was everything about my life is better with this precise person. It wasn't that I felt something was missing and that I was lamenting my life before you. It was holy hell, I thought what I was interested in was sex, but like, you know me, I like to connect. So it was never meant to be just like empty one night stands, it's never been my shtick, but like finding a connection point with somebody, and then even if it is a transient um, encounter, that's fine, but it need needed to start with some sort of connection. And then I was just like overwhelmed with how deep the connection was. So once I realized that I was into you like that, there was no question I was going to have both. Mm. And I was never going to sacrifice my ambition. That was one of the first things that I told you 
was, look, you can ask me to change anything about myself, give up anything about myself except my ambition. I will never give that up. That is fundamental to who I am. I didn't have the word obsession back then and that, but to really understand now looking back at like being into something and wanting to strive for something and thinking of life like a puzzle to be solved and that I love the act of trying to solve that puzzle, you wouldn't, you wouldn't recognize me if I didn't have that stuff. So part of what you're attracted to is that. Mm-hmm. And so that's just the foundation, fundamental thing that I'm never, ever, ever going to give up. And you were drawn to that. And I've always said, boys and girls, if you're ambitious, find a woman who had an ambitious, successful father, because that was something that immediately you could relate to. And so when I would take phone calls on vacations, I remember one New York trip really taxing this um, understanding. I don't know what other word to use for it. And I just thought, this woman is beyond understanding. Like it's, I'm being ridiculous right now. Even I knew it was abusive and, and look, what was going on in the company at that point was, it just had to be dealt with. And it was one of those terrible timing things where this was back in the software company where we're like firing the CEO. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy timing. But I was like walking out of movies that we were seeing together and leaving you alone in Times Square. I mean, it was nuts. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking, wow, because of your father and the way that you grew up, there was just an unnatural level of understanding that I got to reap the benefit of. But to bring it back to the question you were going to say something to bring it back to the question it's i don't think you have to choose um but i wasn't going out of my way to date and i would have been perfectly happy going all in on my obsession if you hadn't come across my Mm. path what i was going to say is that actually leads us to our next question um and this is from jessica ruse how do you balance your relationship as an entrepreneur when you work more hours than an average person um and i think going back to what you were saying you need to have an understanding between you of what is priorities and how do you deal with situations right so for us it's you're working really hard as an entrepreneur you're building a company um your hours are insane because it's not a nine to five right it's pretty much there's no clock in clock out for you it's all the time um and so when it comes to our relationship the things that we do is we sit down and make sure that we have the same goal in mind Right. So it's not like you're you're the one who's the entrepreneur. And um, so you have a goal and then I'm just in the back seat. Like even if I wasn't part of the company, if I had an ambitious partner and I wasn't part of the company, we would still sit down and say, what are the goals of the family? Right. Me and you as our relationship and me and you as the billion clan like what is our goals if it is to build something to build this company that your heart and soul is in then we have to be on the same page because there are going to be moments like in new york so we're on a new york trip we're on vacation it's our christmas thing that we do every year and you work so much that for me it was like i finally get my husband by myself and we go to watch a christmas movie and literally you're in the middle of firing us you know the ceo and you're like i have to take this call So I was like, okay, thinking that you're going to pop out the movies and come back and then you just disappeared and the movie ended and I come out of the movie theater and you're still on the phone. You're just giving me a look like there's nothing I can do. And so in those moments, I remind myself of what our goal as a team was, right? Versus now I'm thinking selfishly for me, like, but I want your time, right? That's very selfish on my part, which I just don't think is a problem as long as I'm honest about it. But the truth is we... I remind myself of those discussions that we had and those were, we're doing this for the like greater good of what our plan is, right? We're building the technology company to then ideally take that finances and make movies or pursue the, you know, the creative side of what we really want to do. And so I just reminded myself, right? I could sit there and go, but he's ignoring me. Or I can say to myself, We've agreed, this is what we're doing together. And just because you're the person that's actually actively on the call, I'm your partner, I'm your partner in crime, right? So if you're on the call, then that means that I need to be mentally on the call as well. So I was like, don't worry, I'm gonna go wander the streets of New York, you text me when you're ready. And that's what I did. I think I spent like two hours in Times Square just wandering Mm. the streets. Um, 
And just another quick thing that literally happened two days ago, your alarm went off. So he had an interview to go to and it was really early. And you said, I have to And I had been up really late the night before. Yeah, we, had, like we were up late the night horrific before. Timing. And so you said, I have to set my alarm. And so don't worry. So you woke up that morning. It was literally two days ago. You woke up and your alarm went off and it woke me up. And then you something happened with your new phone and it went off again. And it and you woke me up again. And so you text me after, I'm so sorry for waking you up, baby. And I was like, babe, we're in it together. Like your alarm goes off because you have to get up to work, but we're both in the same boat. Like we both want to get to shore. So of course, like I don't mind, obviously it's not fun being woken up by an alarm. Twice. But, but I never want you to ever feel guilty because... Our decision as a couple for you to be an entrepreneur, to build a company, is a decision we've made together. So for me, that is how I personally balance my relationship with, with business, with you being an entrepreneur, is I understand. So there actually is no balance, right? There's not a balance on how much time we spend together and how much time we work. It's completely scaled over to the how much we work, but we're in it together. And we do it together, right? Mm -hmm. So co-founding the company and even at Quest, you were part of the founding team and we spent all day, every day together there. And so we've really worked side by side together now for almost a decade. So it's that has helped tremendously because in all of that, and I totally agree, you do need to take time, though, to be together. Like even just sharing goals, even if you're not doing mm -hmm. the exact same part of the execution, like sharing those goals in a very real way, I think is pretty meaningful. Yeah. And I think that even if um, we weren't, though, working in the same business, um, I think you do need to sit down with your partner and say, okay, do we agree that this is going to be how we, you know, proceed. Like, I'm going to be an on. Right? This I wasn't part of Quest. Right. I think you would, we would still have the conversation where you'd sit down and go, this is what our lives are going to look like if we go down this path. Do we together do it? If so, we need to buy in. Hand on the pile, we're both in it. So whether that means you're not around, whether that means I'm not around, we're in it together. And I just remind myself of that every time that I'm like, you know, um, we've got date night, right, on the production line when we were making bars, literally dressed up. I was so excited. We were going to go yeah. out for a wonderful night. I had this beautiful dress on. Like, I went over the top. I think I even put fake eyelashes on. And we're pulling out of the park of our drive. And mm -hmm. you get a call and you're like, the line's done, uh, broken. And we can't run the bars, which means that if we can't run the bars, our um, mix of protein is actually going to harden. So it means you lose money. And you like, like, babe, I've got to go. And so we drove there, you pulled outside, I was sat in the car for over an hour in my gown, um, while you went and dealt with it. But I didn't get annoyed. Because that's another thing, guys, is that if you understand, right, or if you're like, okay, fine, he has to do it, but then you put the guilt treatment on them, it's like you don't understand, right? You need to support each other on what that goal is. And so when you got back in the car, I was like, okay, let's go, right? Inside part of me absolutely was like, I can't believe this. This has happened again. Like, I'm not saying I'm perfect, right? I definitely felt like that. And I think you have to be honest about that. Um, but I didn't stay there. And I didn't stay with the like, woe is me. And you got back in the car and I would make you feel guilty. Like that doesn't achieve anything. It doesn't help no. our relationship. So... That was quite a long answer, sorry about that. <laughs> um, all right, so next question. This comes from Rachel Smith. My, my boyfriend has his own business. It is new, less than two years old. He works extremely hard, too hard. We do snow removal and in the winter and our business seasons, he'll wow. go four days without sleeping, Whoa. working, and the whole time living on coffee and cigarettes and days without Yeesh. coming home doesn't sound very healthy bless him <laughs> i work with him as well doing snow removal and yet i find i know when to stop and get back home to our responsibilities and can have balance in life i want to be able to go home spend time with my animals friends family he never seems to be able to balance things out as tom was speaking about he's obsessive about working to an unhealthy point yes he does bless him I didn't say unhealthy. I want the record to <laughs> reflect. That is. But in all fairness, I hear what she's saying. Sometimes yeah. I do think it's unhealthy for you and you don't. So 
I think that's actually important to address. Yeah, I just want to. I want to make sure her, people understand that's you saying unhealthy. Right, but maybe her me. partner doesn't even think it's unhealthy. Yeah, totally. And um, this is one of the. Sorry, is there more? Yes. Um, am I wrong to believe that even though it's a new company that needs to grow, and yes, you need to work hard, should there not be a balance between work and personal home life, even for a young entrepreneur? Is it rude of me to believe that he needs to learn to balance our life, our home priorities, and work as hard as, at them as he does at work? So Ooh, absolutely not. Question. She's not wrong in any way, shape, or form. It's neither of them are right and neither of them are wrong. Mm -hmm. And so there is no moral obligation to be one way or the other. And that's what people have to understand. And this is a question of values and they value something different. Mm -hmm. And that, that we're in dangerous territory now, boys and girls, because when you have a conflict of values and you're not able to convince the other person and there is no objective right or wrong answer, then it's like, what what's the hierarchy of values for you guys? So if you agree that like family trumps everything, well, then you've got to do what it takes to make sure that everybody's getting what they need out of the relationship. But the the market is going to make a decision about his business. And I can't tell you how much he has to work. Maybe he really does have to work that much to make the business successful. And that's his highest value and priority. And I'm sure if you were to ask him, he'd say, I'm doing this for my family. Like, yes, I'm doing this for me as well. And I want this to be successful for my own egotistical reasons. But I also want to provide, and it's very important to me, important the way you and I use it as a, like an absolute biblical word mm -hmm. where, man, it is important to me to provide for my wife. And I cannot be the person that I want to be without doing that. So now you're, you're in that like fundamental state like me, where you can't ask me to give up my ambition, which yeah. means that there's, there are going to be times where it is detrimental to the relationship. And even though I would say in my life, you're my number one priority, mm -hmm. it is inextricably connected with my need for my own reasons to provide for you. And to do those things, to feel like I'm the person that I want to become and all that, it's, it's too intertwined. It's mm -hmm. too muddled. There's no way to completely separate the two. Because I would be miserable in the long run if I said, okay, well, for my wife, I just have to not be as successful. Like That just would not work in the long run. But there are things that I do to make sure that I'm making you feel the way that you need to feel for this relationship to be rewarding to you. Because if it's not, it's going to terminate. And that would be beyond heartbreaking for me. So the moral of the story is there's no right or wrong answer here. This is a collision of values. They really have to talk about their values. And from a business perspective, the market is going to decide. Now, I wish they were here because if you start probing, there's more going on here than I'm able to capture in that answer. If you want a fighting chance against the competition, you need to be using the best technology and platforms in the world like Shopify. For whatever and wherever you want to sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. Now, I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy for you to start, run, and grow your business. It didn't used to be this easy. I'm telling you back in the day, it was a lot harder. I'm so jealous. Shopify powers more than 10% of all US e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly and efficiently choose Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash impact now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash impact. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
but I, I will set yeah, the and mic to get down. even more tactical, I would write a list and I would have you write a list and me write a list on what are my priorities. Because if her priorities is family, home, that's great. And if his arm, like there should be no judgment there either. So it's like, how do you as a partnership make sure that you're both um, doing what you actually want to do? Um, and with you, it's like, I absolutely think you work beyond um, what is technically healthy. God, it's so tempting to go down that rabbit yes. hole. I um, won't. But I do. Like, um, you don't sleep much. And lies. Literally lies. You sleep lies. as much as your body wants it to. I Correct. get it. But look, from my perspective, and maybe it's because I need eight hours sleep. I don't know. But... I do sometimes think you work a hell of a lot and I think that you might need to rest. But I've told myself because I used to just nag you, right? Like you should be eating this and you should be doing this. But ultimately I realized you're a grown man, right? Like if you're not feeling satisfied within yourself, now I'm kind of feeling like I'm um, battling against you versus you feeling supported. And that actually is the most important thing to me. So in writing these lists, like what are the important things to me? It is our relationship, but it's you feeling like I'm your support system and that you can turn to me no matter what. Because I totally get you want to be an entrepreneur and I totally get that you want to um, achieve greatness. And so because that is part of who you are, I've got two choices. I can support it or I can battle it. And so, but that doesn't mean that I put my own... um, wishes aside and that's also important so I recognize what is important to me and then I try to find that balance on I'm satisfying myself and I'm also feeling like I'm supporting you but also as a side note I will say that I take immense pride in feeling like I am your support system and that's something that's selfish to me right that's part of my priorities that I like feeling like that so I hear that um all right next question This is from Sam Chen. Hi, guys. My wife and I are trying to start our own business. How do you keep each other accountable without taking it personally? Um, Well, that is uh, a fascinating question. So we've never actually struggled with that particular thing. So now I'm just going to lean on sort of life principles. Do you agree with that? Your look says maybe Um, you don't. I don't think we've struggled, but I think we don't struggle because we've established um like boundaries and like roles and responsibilities um but so the question was how do you hold each other accountable without taking it personally which sounds to me like um you're not doing what you need to do and get off your ass and get back to work and how do you say that without so here's the thing we have done that in fact recently we've got a new project going on got a new show that we're developing and i haven't delivered it in time to your liking that's true right so so that's the thing where we have team meetings every monday and there's all of us there's like 12 of us and in those meetings we give updates and you absolutely have called me out on like what the hell is taking so long um this should have been done you know a week or two weeks ago and i really do pride myself on delivering results and so part of me of course felt completely stung by you calling me out on it but the problem is it's the truth So I could say a million other reasons on why, right? Like even my health. And that was one thing that like I have struggled with. Like there are certain things that I can't just work 24 hours because I have to take breaks. Um, And so I could use that as an excuse. Like, oh, you're not being sensitive. My health, like I can't work these out. But again, it's all excuses. I'm either delivering the results or I'm not. And so that's important, at least for me to think about. But you also call me out on it. And you say, look, you're being emotional right now. And it's got nothing to do with your emotions. It's got to do with the business. And in the business, we've decided that this is what how we deal with things. And that if you haven't achieved something or you haven't achieved something, we have to, as business partners, with the same goal in mind, hold each other accountable. Um, And on the other side, it's still important that as my husband, I feel like you still love me and that when we go into personal time that you're not then angry or annoyed or frustrated if I haven't delivered something on time. Um, So, yeah, feeling that I'm still loved as my husband, you know, from you is still very important. Yeah, respect. So 
what I was going to say is this comes down to principles. And one of the principles is just getting to truth. And when you're defensive about asking questions, answering questions to identify what's actually true, then you've got a problem with being too emotional, like you're not open to getting better. And to me, when your highest value for yourself is improvement, you should always be open to the truth. And Ray Dalio, right? Pain plus reflection equals progress. And each of those parts of the equation are critical. The pain is critical. The pain is what really makes you do realistic, hard introspection. Now, most people meet pain with the psychological immune system. So they feel badly about themselves and they come up with excuses. Those excuses soothe them and so they buy into them wholeheartedly. And that's where most people live their entire lives. But if you really want to progress, you've got to take that pain, look inward and go, how have I ended up here and what do I need to do about it to make sure that I don't stay here or end up here again? And that's something that we're now beginning to explore. So I read Ray Dalio's book, Principles, and it's, it has changed me in I'm terms in of how of I approach it, the, the what's that? I'm in the middle of reading that. Which is incredible. And everyone here has to read it. Um, it but it's really changing my approach to business. And it's it is making me realize fundamental mistakes in my thinking process. And I have to be open to that, right? And by the way, it scares me to death, the idea of implementing this in our business, which is part of the reason I know that this is the right thing and it's going to work. But it is legitimately terrifying, the thought of getting everyone to be radically candid with each other and have one goal and one goal only, which is to get to the truth. Yeah. So if you guys are zinging each other and just being mean and trying mm -hmm. to hurl rocks, it's never going to work. But if it's legitimately like we're just trying to get to the truth and some things like there are so many things about myself that I'm, I have realized historically and I'm realizing now are not effective and that sucks. And there are things that I thought that I was really good at that I'm realizing, man, I'm not nearly as good as I thought I was, nor nearly as good as, as I need to become. And that sucks. And so that's the pain, right? But the reflection, the willingness to look at that and say, yeah, that actually is true. And something that I publicly stated, like, I'm so good at this, like, you're actually not. And so now, if you want to get good at that, you can because you're aware of the fact that you're not as good as you thought you were. And like, that's the key. And that's where this works is when the other person is willing to take that ownership to do the self-reflection to actually want to know what am I not seeing about myself? Like, what do you guys know and understand about me that I don't know and understand about myself? So I'm not going to be defensive. I'm going to lower my guard. And I'm going to take those shots to the teeth and I'm going to figure out like, where is my skill set really? And then I can begin to build it the way that I want to build it or outsource mm -hmm. the parts that I don't Either I don't have the aptitude to get good at or I just don't want to put the time and energy to getting good at it that I can outsource it to somebody else. And the one thing you actually do is the questions you ask, right? So if we're dealing with an issue, you'll ask the questions of like, okay, well, what was the goal? The goal was this. Okay, did you actually achieve the goal? Yes or no, right? And if the answer is no, then all the other emotions that may come with it don't matter. It's like you know, if you're responding or being defensive, it absolutely is from an emotional standpoint. And it's because that you don't want to take the, the zing. But if you can face it, it's not about um, pointing the finger, it's just getting to the truth and then resolving it. Well, so now let's advance class. It is about pointing the finger. It is about saying, but I mean, this in is a the cool person that's way, right? like 100% deflecting. It's your fault. Correct. Well, but it, it really is about saying, this is your fault or this is my fault. And that, that is the I'm part of getting, deflecting onto somebody else. I totally understand what you're saying, like 100%. And, and I'll reiterate it. What you're saying is there's a difference between being cruel and pointing something out to hurt somebody, rub their nose in it versus recognize it because it is true. Right. And now once we know that it's true, we either got the result or we didn't, and we're either able to move on or we're not. Right. So the reason I'm harping on this point is this is the thing, like when I think about us implementing this in our marriage, when I think about implementing this in the company, it's like this really is about part of it is accurately, without malice, but accurately assigning blame so that we know 
this fell apart because of you or this fell apart because of me. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're going to do to address it. Either not put you in that position again. Like think, for instance, I used to surprise you all the time. It was really important to you to be surprised. It made you really feel taken care of. But we've stopped doing that. And why? If we're really honest, it's because I'm horrific at planning. And I'm not able to project myself into the situation and say, oh, we'll need sunscreen. We'll need um, like the, you're surprising me on a trip. Right. Or something. Exactly. So I just won't think through all of those things. So finally, you said, um, I, I, I want to be involved in the planning of this because I just taken you on too many suboptimal trips <laughs> where you were like, wow, we've taken this time and spent this money. But if I had been involved, it could have been even better. And we could have gotten there really fast if you weren't worried about my feelings and I wasn't defensive. Right. Because mm -hmm. back then I would have been defensive mm -hmm. and I would have been so traumatized that you're like saying that this surprise that I killed myself to give you, like I would have read perfect. it. Right. I would have read it as you saying that I messed it up. I didn't do it right. I wasn't good, mm -hmm. whatever. And that's all fixed mindset. That's all like ego protective. Mm -hmm. None of that is. Is it true or not? And the like now it's so apparent to me that that is just factually true, that you're very good at planning and I'm very bad at planning. So doesn't really make sense to leave me in charge of that. And so either I can allocate a ton of time and energy to getting good at that and putting systems in place to overcome my natural, like, I just, I'm not high conscientiousness, so I don't think through things like that. So we can either fight that or just accept that that's true. But to deny that those trips were suboptimal because of me, like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so being able to say that and not wasting time feeling badly about right. myself, but just go, yes, it is true, and therefore, like, move on. But there are certain times where it definitely has crossed over as much as we try for it not to, right? People out there who are having businesses with their partners, um, there, you know, we're not perfect. There are definitely many times where something happens in business and it kind of leaks over into our personal what were the tips you would give if you had to give three tips? Well, but how are you defining personal where people like, so m the moral of my story is um, that you should be getting to truth, whether in the business or in your relationship. Right. But let's say you get to the truth and I take it personally. Okay. How do we, so let's say we're having a business meeting Yeah. and there are issues mm -hmm. and then we're <laughs> off the clock Yeah. per se. And then now it's just me and you. There well, have definitely been some times where those emotions have translated over into our personal hangout time. Yeah. And I think every time that's the wrong answer. So right. what we have done that I think is a winning strategy is actually very often, and I think you've been the vanguard of this and have just been incredibly good at this and have inspired me to get that good, is we'll often reconnect first and there won't be, and there is sometimes no question, but I'll say 90% of the time, if I've upset you during the workday and then we click over and it's personal time, you're not there. You're not bringing that immediately over and we'll look for a time to talk about it later. But first we reconnect. First we have fun with each other. First we you know, are husband and wife with no um, business thoughts or ideas. Mm -hmm. and, and I just think you've always been amazing, amazing, amazing at that. And... Then there are 10% of the time where it's it's really upset you, and it's usually that way. I've done something, I've been too aggressive or whatever, and you've been upset. And it's the very first thing that we have to address as a husband and wife if we're going to be able to enjoy our time together. Um, and in those moments, I would say I handle it exactly the same that I would in business, which is to seek the truth. So what what is the real answer? What So... I want to listen. I want to hear and understand like what happened? What is it that you're upset about? What is your perspective? How do you see it? But I'm not just going to go, oh, well, I'm so sorry. I didn't yeah. mean it. It's like, but it's true or it's not, right? So to stick with the example that you brought up, or maybe even better to use an example of a time where I've upset you and it's been like, yeah, I was being an overly aggressive dickhead. So it's like, well, let's just own that, right? So my obsession is efficiency and there are times where I, I can't handle like whatever's happening because it's inefficient. And so then I push too hard and I'm insensitive, which getting to the truth doesn't mean that you have to do it in a way that is um, rushed or mm -hmm. uh, prickish. And d definitively, there are times where I've done that. So 
I try not to push back on that. So as you're breaking it down, if I see that you're right, then it's like, okay, you're absolutely right. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Um, I should have handled it like this, and I'll actually try to detail how I should have handled it. So you can say, yes, that would have solved my problem, or no, it wouldn't have solved my problem. And then we can get to what's really going on, where I'm saying, okay, the way that I approached this was totally wrong, but I need you to understand why it triggered like every inefficiency mm -hmm. alarm bell that I have, because efficiency in a business is paramount. Yeah. And that's, you, you have done that quite often and you're getting so much better at it, but like, I'll go into a story and it's like, I'm talking to you as my husband and it may be during a work day and that's where it kind of almost, right? Like I <laughs> you're get, being soft. That that's where it inevitably all starts. Right. So I'm, and you're like, just get to the point. And I'm just like, but this is actually quite emotional for me. I've got to give you all the details leading right. up to it. Um, but in reading the female brain, I recognize that you don't, deal with things like that men generally don't whereas women what is it used like three times the amount of words that men do so i recognize i'm babbling um but hey i don't care i just want you to listen i want to say the full story and as my husband i i want you to give me that leeway and the same vice versa if you you're telling me a story and i want every detail and you want to be super rapid about it fine be rapid about it but um, all right we've got some cool shout outs nice um from Ahim Khan from Toronto, Goncalo Costa from Portugal, and everyone that has complimented Lisa's shoes. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Nice, Thank nice, you nice. My sister bought me these last Christmas. They are lovely. Thanks, and they go very well um, with the with socks. With my little socks, yeah. Um, all right, so... Let's do, oh, we've got rapid fire. Oh, so before we start the rapid fire, guys, if you have any more questions, please put them in the comments below and we'll answer them. But let's do rapid fire. We would love you guys to join in with us. And it's going to be rapid fire. So nice just one word answers. answers. And I don't know them. So Michelle's like slacking them to me now. Nice, nice, nice. So, all right. Answer with us. Would you rather be someone who has all the same interests and hobbies as you or be with someone who is complete opposite? Oh, oh, quick answer. Oh, easy. All the same. Yeah. Yeah. I Anything guess. else is suicide. If I have to. Yep. Yeah, sure. All the same. The reason why I would, I'm like a bit torn is because I'd actually love to learn, do new things if I was kind of put in a situation where I'd had to. Yeah. I think bad for relationships. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Would you rather know when you're going to meet the love of your life or let it be a surprise? Surprise. No. Know what? You said one word answers. K-N-O-W. I'd rather know. Oh, you'd rather. Oh. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, would you rather never get to see your partner naked or never kiss your partner? Wow, that's so easy for me and we're going to have different answers on this. No, I would say, no, I think you think I'm going to say never, um, I'd rather never see you naked, but that's not true. Really? Yeah, there's. Uh, you, I, I will. To feel your. If I'm going to get a little, oh, okay. to feel your skin against yeah, mine, yeah. like a kiss, of 100%, course, is very yep. intimate, but feeling your body, your warmth. Um, so what would you be? Naked, obviously. <laughs> I hate would, to be the cliche guy, but. No. Am I the non-cliche woman? Um, yeah, you actually are the non-cliche woman and mm. little do people know how non-cliche you are. Mm. But yeah. I think that's a compliment. It is a massive a compliment. compliment. Okay. It is my advice to everybody. Yeah. Uh, so just like in politics, I think everybody should be towards the middle. Uh, the same is true for me in relationships. Mm. Like we work because you're more towards the masculine end of feminine and I'm more towards the feminine end true. of masculine. So that's true. And that, yeah. Would you rather make the first move or wait for the other person to do it? Make the first move for, wait for the other person ways. to do it. Um, all right. Last one, guys. Would you rather be with a partner who can always make you laugh but can't hold an intellectual conversation or be with a partner who can only have an intellectual conversation and can't make you laugh. They're both horrific, horrific. <laughs> uh, but I would much rather be with somebody that can stimulate me intellectually for sure. Really? Oh, I'd 100%. say laugh. You say laugh like, and, and I get it. I get it. Look, they're both terrible. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I think laugh for me is because, I don't know. I think, you know, like feeling happy. Oh, Whereas trust me, I get it. Yeah. I get it. This is rapid fire, by the way. I know. Sorry. Okay. Next question. Um, that was the end of rapid fire. That was right? it. Okay. Yeah. That was I love those, by the I way. I know. They're so cool. Shady old lady. Those and thumbs fun. up if you like the rapid fire, guys. Put it in the comments. Thumbs up. Yeah. 
Okay, fan question from Sean Bremner. Do you believe in the now popular quote that you need to love yourself first before you can love another? Or do you feel that finding the right significant other can help you develop a better relationship with yourself? Love yourself first. Even though finding the right person could help you love yourself more, you, you just, it is so dangerous mm. not to put in, dangerous not to put in the work to love yourself that nothing else matters. What do you consider loving yourself? You've because got. Obviously, you're always improving, so it's never like you're oh, satisfied. And e everything to me comes down to love yourself because you're willing to learn. You can get better, not because you are amazing. Mm. Like, no matter wow. where I've gotten in my skill set, I'm never impressed. Like, I'm not impressed with myself today. I'm impressed with who I'm willing to become. And I know that I'm willing to become that because I've proven that to myself over and over and over and over. I know I will put in the work. I know I will face the difficulties of looking at my inadequacies, like all of that. I will do that fucking work. So I'm very impressed with my willingness to suffer and do all those things to become the person that I want to become. It is not that I think, wow, like, look at you, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, next question. This is from Corinne Davis. Hello, Corinne. What's up, Corinne? Good to hear from you. What do you think is helpful in transitioning from the independence of being single to the independence of couplehood, especially for people who have been single for a long time? Are there ways to make that process smooth? All right, so I'm going to feel my way through this answer. It's one that I've never had to externalize, but um, it's something that I do in my life all the time. You've got to understand, like, you can't bring your baggage into something. And I get it. It is so tempting to say, oh, I've been hurt by this person in the past or whatever, even with your, your own significant other, like the, the whole concept that you and I have of never letting dust settle. So dust will settle on your relationship, every little disagreement, every little hurt, all of that stuff. It, it settles on the table. I need a way better analogy, but like if you, no fleck of dust in and of itself is very much but it piles up over time. So you've really got to take the time to actually forgive, right? So, but one example, mm -hmm. you've got to take the time to actually forgive, not just say like, oh, all is well, or verbally say, I forgive you. You actually have to forgive and you have to know that your propensity is not going to be to do that, but you have to let it go. So if I were coming into a relationship and I had been single for a very long time, I'm going to know that I've got all this momentum of being a single person. There's the way that I like to do it and my way is the right way and I don't want to be changed. I'm too old for this shit. Like, okay, if I can predict that that's how people react, I'm not going to react like that. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't help the relationship thrive. So you'd have to let go of all of that, of thinking that your way is right. So I would be actively looking for what are the ways that I could integrate this new person into my life to really give it a shot, to really come to it fresh. And saying all of that and knowing like I've got to let go of my notion of being a single person, not of my independence, and she uses that word as, as being in a couple, you still mm -hmm. have independence, no question, but like you're not a single person anymore. So if you really wanna come together as a team, you've got to value that notion of being on a team. That's gotta be meaningful to you, otherwise just stay single. There's no reason to be in a relationship if you don't value that coupling. So that sort of, I get it's probably not the clearest answer because I've never had to externalize it, but. That, that is what I'd be doing. I'd be thinking about the differences and knowing that I've got to jettison all of that to get into this relationship, really commit to it. And yeah, if it fails, it fails, whatever. I can always retrograde to where I was, but I'm not gonna like try to make that person like, you know, well, she's just gonna have to accept me for me and I've been single for so long. It doesn't work like that, man. You've got to really embrace being a part of a couple. Yeah, I remember though when we first met, I definitely like, I kind of had my like, drew the lines in the sands of certain things because I thought if this doesn't work, I don't want to give up who I am, yep. right? Like that was very important to me. And it's like, I didn't want to give myself completely over to then in a year be single again and be like, oh my God, I lost everything that I, I had valued in myself, right? My independence, I gave that over. And so initially I'd written things in the sand, right? Remember oh, with yes. our, our friend Theo? Oh, like yes. one of my closest, closest friends was male. And... I tell him I love him and I send him texts that say I love him. And when I'm hanging out, sometimes I'll sit on his lap and it's like, it's not sexual at all, but he's like 
he was one of my closest friends. And I remember when we first met and I thought, this is something that's so important to me that I'm not going to give up. And for all I know, you're going to be a summer fling. I'm never going to see you again. So I'm never going to give up things that I feel. I'm just important. glad you invited me to your graduation. <laughs> Shut that's, up. You. I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy he still that. holds that against me. Her husband. She didn't invite I'll her see, husband you were not to her graduation. Husband. Stop it. Now people don't understand what you're talking about, so you have to explain it quickly. So we had just started dating. You were you had already graduated from college. That was what was so weird. But in, you're, in England, it's like you graduate in the summer and then you have your party in like a Christmas. Yeah, that's super weird. Yeah, okay. So anyway, I was going to be there, or I could have been there, and you told me not to come until after because you didn't want me in the photos just so in case. Yeah, and the, so here's the thing. That's my independence, <laughs> right? It's thinking like, I don't know. <laughs> Michelle's killing herself laughing over there. It's like, how'd you guys end up together? What's going on right now? So, but I was very honest. And it was like, here's a guy that I am very smitten with. Like, I was really, really into you. But I thought, but what if you become a psycho or we split up? Now my graduation photos for my entire life and my future husband's going to hold it against me that I've got an old boyfriend in my graduation. <laughs> Little like, did you know your I... future husband's going to hold it against you because you wouldn't let him be in the photos. It's so <laughs> No, and the thing is, look, I, I really do get it and I get what you're but saying. That, but, yeah. but that was part of like in my independence in thinking through that and I didn't lie to you. Right. I was just like, I think it's best you come over because like, maybe I kind of softened the blow. But it's like I want to be with just my family. But I was very aware of the fact that I didn't know if this was ever going to if it was going to be, you know, right. future or not. So I definitely protected myself and I definitely put little things in place. Like when I had said to you, like, hey, I'm just warning you. I've got a friend called Theo. He's one of my best friends. And I tell him I love him. If you have a problem with that, like. I respect it, but we just can't be together. So certain things to me that were kind of like lines in the sand, where it's like, this is who I am. And if you're insecure about it, let's find that out now. Now, over time, we definitely like kind of melded ourselves together. And I realized that I can't be dogmatic in everything and that we have to, as a relationship, come together and come into certain agreements where it's like, okay, I want to feel independent here, but is that just because I've been doing that my whole life and I'm scared to give that up? Um, or like, why am I scared to give right. that up? Like, does it really hinder me as a person and as an individual? Am I no longer independent if I give this one thing up? Um, and over time, I slowly, I think, let certain things go so that we could really come together. So Yeah, and now I don't allow you to see your family or friends anymore and, and I finally have everything <laughs> yeah. now. And Thea, we love you to death. I sit on Theo's lap now. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But you do tell Theo you love him. No, I love Theo the most. Like, so such a good uh, dude. And here's the I loved, I really respected that you set your boundaries then. Um, and I actually really respected that you were like, I'm not going to give up my friends, which really resonated with me. I was like, I don't want to give up my friends either. And coming into that, it's, and this is part of what I was saying about really letting go of the baggage and really being aware of what the, the realities of being in a relationship mm -hmm. are. I thought, okay, I get that. Like you've been in relationships in the past where that was asked of you and it didn't feel good, especially mm -hmm. when the relationship ended. And so I get it. Like make me earn it. You know what I mean? Like I was very okay with that. Make me earn, um, that I'm, I'm here to stay. And, and I think that's probably a big reason that it, was never upsetting for me that your dad was wary of me. He was always very kind and very welcoming, but he didn't make, he didn't try to keep it a secret that he didn't want us to get married. And I understood it. Like, you know what I mean? Like from the outside, it's like, yeah, 50% of marriages end in divorce. And that's when you've got a lot going for you. We had very different backgrounds. And so it's like, we probably had higher odds of it failing than most. But one thing that I knew about us was we were from the jump high level communicators. And mm -hmm. so I thought, well, because of that, like we've probably got a better shot than most people. So, but I get it. Like you, you need to earn that. You, and so to not be offended if your partner has barriers that they're making you jump. But at the same time, like each of you should be trying to not put up a ton of barriers that you should understand. Like, if I do that, if I come in with every wall known to man up, then this doesn't have a likelihood of surviving. But while you had a few hard and fast rules like that, you were so communicative and there was so much warmth and excitement between us to share and get to know each other. So yeah, I'll stop there.
Yeah. Cool. All right. So it's time to wrap. Um, guys, thank you so much for all the great questions today. They've really been coming in. Amazing. Nice. And I just want to repeat the would you rather for this week. And we're going to announce the results next week. Um, would you rather have a successful partner you barely see or a partner that works nine to five that you see often? So drop in the comments below your um, your thoughts. Um, and yeah, I don't think we have time for another question, sadly. No. Um, and just a reminder, guys, next week we're going to be live from New York. We'll be doing it from our iPhone. Week. Um, but yeah, I'll be fully decked out. So if you like the socks, guys, wait till you see what else I got. Yeah, that, that'll be Christmas sweater central. So brace yourselves for that it's one. It's super Christmas sweater yeah. central. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Relationship Theory. We are super stoked to have you and it will be on Facebook only from now on. So spread the word. And podcast. And podcast, yeah, yeah, live. It yeah. will only be on Facebook, yeah. All right, thank you guys so much for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.